Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Let's go, girls. Yeah, I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. That song, this is the Luke and Pete show, by the way. I'm Luke and that's Pete. That song has partly ruined my life because someone once said to me, when you listen to that song, you can imagine it's a song that makes your mum feel sexy. (laughs) Shania Twain, she had a lot of uh, opinions about uh, women, about Brad Pitt, about cars, about... And it, it just made me sort of feel like um, nothing I would say would be right for Shania. And yeah. I just, so I just think we wouldn't be able to get together. You wouldn't uh, impress or hang her out. much. Yeah, I just don't think I'd be. I'd, I'd stack up because she's not impressed by by Brad Pitt. She's no. not impressed by someone with a cool car. Yeah. Um, what's left? That's what I say. I can't believe you kiss your car goodnight, which I think a lot of people thought was I can't believe you kiss your carpet knife. Which is like a bit of a weird thing. I know what you mean. Twain has... I mean, let's do as much as we can on this Thursday's Luke and Pete show on um, Shania Twain. I think Mm. she... So, first and foremost, when you're looking at a celebrity that you know a little bit about and you can talk a little bit about for a while, um, but you don't know that much about them, uh, on this show, Pete, the first thing I do, I don't know about you, is I go to Wikipedia, type their name in, and just briefly check if there's a, a little section called Controversy. (laughs) <laughs> and if there isn't, your fans just crack on. Why because, would there be a controversy next to Shania Twain? Well, I'm not saying there is, but, but sometimes right. like you, you'll be like, oh, that person, I don't really know that well, but I remember from the 90s and I really liked yeah. them. And you go off yeah. on one about them, and then you click on their Wikipedia and it's like they've done a racism, and I didn't know. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? always, I stick to um, giving props to um, uh, people who are... Because Lance Reddick on Twitter, uh, is it Lance Reddick, the guy out of um, The Wire? The stern police captain who's very muscular yes, and skinny. Yes, um, Cedric Daniels he plays, yeah. Yes, yeah. He uh, He's very funny on Twitter, like really fucking funny. Right. He's on the Eric Andre show, he's got real chops about him. Yeah. Um, and, and so as long as you stick to someone who's famous for doing something in the last 10 years, you're usually all right, I think. Yeah, um, fair enough, because no one else has bothered cancelling them, so why should it be on you? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I, I why should that be? Um, and and yeah. Shania Twain apparently um, carried the Olympic Winter Olympic torch through her hometown in Ontario um, <gasps> back in 2010. I didn't even know she was Canadian. I literally didn't know that. Well, you, you have a long and storied history with upsetting Canadians with uh, 
with suggesting that people are American when they're actually Canadian and vice versa. No, I get I get I get in trouble with Canadians because I once referred to Canada as America's hat. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And yeah. I was saying that in jest. Mm. and I think that they should have understood that and accepted yeah. that, and it was a joke, because Canadians have got a great reputation for being able to laugh at themselves, right? Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they made Seinfeld, didn't they? Um, yeah. but, um, <laughs> Did they? What are you talking no, about? it's like New York, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> famously. Oh, um, Shania Twain's also sold over 100 records, and can you tell me... We're not her... going through Shania Twain's fucking want, Wikipedia. Before, because... before we move on, we're doing one more before we move on, all right? Right. So just accept it, right? What's her real uh, forename? What is her real-life name? So her surname is oh. Twain, so you can have that one for free. So, okay, right, What's okay. her first That's name solid. in reality? <sighs> Benjamin Franklin Shania Twain. I just don't know. I'll give you a clue. I just don't know. Um... Eileen. Her name is Eileen. Eileen. That's like there's so few Eileens in in modern life. Eileen is it Eileen Drury? Drury. Who used to was she the FA executive or something? No, mate. She was the she was the faithier that Glenn Hoddle hired. That got her a lot of trouble. She never had a job at the FA. I mean, to be fair, they are mad at the FA, but I don't think they're quite that. I'm getting her confused with Faraya Alam or Faraya Alam. Yeah, she she was a she was had had a friendship with Svenja and Ericsson the Wikipedia. while working at the FA. And I just said friendship because it feels like it's the less li- the least libelous thing to friendship. say. Friendship. I'd like to hear yeah, our yeah. listeners make a real passionate plea for the world's most famous Eileen because there I'm looking through the list now and they're absolutely fuck all. <laughs> like it's, you can't I can't find a single one that I think is household Worthy. name famous. So where is it where is this? Ontario. No, I'm, I've just typed the word Eileen into Wikipedia. Oh, how many Eileen? Sorry, I was going to say. Presumably there's lots of people from uh, Ontario, yeah. <laughs> Notable yeah, residents. Yeah, of course there is. It's, 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 a big, um, it's a big territory in Canada. Speaking of that, yeah. Pete, this is a great, as ever with the show, we're so in sync, this is a great and also unplanned link. Uh, mm. I'm going to do that thing that I sometimes do, which can be a bit annoying for people, and talk about a TV show that I haven't actually finished yet. Right. Okay. So don't spoil me, guys. If you're listening, okay. do not spoil me. I'm about four episodes from the end, and uh, the Wi-Fi I have access to recommended this TV show to me uh, or to us called Yellow Jackets. Have you heard of it? I have not seen Yellow Jackets. So is it, it about sport? You can guess. I think you should have a guess at what you think it's about. Is it about ice hockey? No. Oh. Mm. Is it about wasps? No. It's about a high school. Um, soccer team in the 90s female soccer right. team who win the state championships and go to um, compete in the nationals they're based in yeah. New Jersey and the national finals are in Seattle wherever the other side of the, of, the, of the country and when they fly there they get involved in the plane they have to divert the plane and it crashes in the Canadian wilderness and they have to, and they survive it and they have to right. um, they don't get rescued basically and it's set in during that time and during the present time after they have been rescued but there is made very clear from the start that they are in the wilderness as a little team of 16 year old kids or whatever for six uh, for 19 months right this wasn't real though no of course it's not real well i don't know you'd know about that you would know about about that well i don't know you said it in such a way that made me think that and and that you're going to subvert it by saying and it was real 
No, it's because based I'm, on a real story. You were really into it because I am one of our generation's best storytellers, and, <laughs> and you just came along for the ride, baby. And that happens to me a lot, I'll be honest. Uh, but ultimately, no, it was not real. No, but right, it's a okay. really good show. It's really clever because what it does is, um, you know, clearly because it's a '90s high school show, ostensibly, mm. there's all these kind of established social hierarchies which are then completely upset in a completely different situation and explores the relationships between people. It's, it's, I think it's quite clever. And it's, I mean, as ever, it is impossible for any TV show or film to ever accurately shoot um, football scenes. <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's good. I would recommend Has anyone it. ever, the only one that's ever got it sort of right was that um, Zidane film. <laughs> and that was because yeah, it was just, a real just filming match. a game. Yeah, at the top level. <laughs> Why yeah. is it so bad? Why can't they ever get it right? And, and they do, uh, the way they approach it is they do, um, like, so the stuff from the, the waist down shots, just the footwork yeah. things are fine because they can obviously just use footballers for that. Yeah. But it's when they pull out to a wider shot, it just goes. <laughs> mad the positioning's always weird everyone's just staring at yeah. the ball open mouth no one's really doing anything it's kind of like and, also, and, and, and someone's always some, the, the thing that they, they did in, in the film Goal which we sort of featured on uh, the, the Ramble Film Club uh, a, few, a couple of years ago um, that did a lot of like kind of like he, did, he had one skill that the actual actor who played uh, the main guy from Goal uh, I forget his name but he, he could do one bit of football skill and they used that in every single scene that he was in Something it was like a little twirl you. sort of thing yeah <laughs> but Pete also one of the things they have to do which always really makes me laugh when shooting football movies is they obviously need to show a goal yeah. there's no way I mean I might be wrong but I'm pretty sure I'm not there's no way a a film or a TV show that's needed a football scene and it hasn't shown a goal right because otherwise people yeah, are just fair. baffled yeah. as to what's happening right <laughs> especially in America right so um, but what they have to do because the people involved obviously can't play football they yeah. always score goals from really close in so they'll yeah, be like it's three it's yards always, out and- and the camera's always behind the goal, uh, behind the goal, in like in the net, effectively. Yeah, but so they're so close. So it's like it just, this would never happen in the football match. It would never ever happen. <laughs> so anyway, well. that aside, it's. Um, do you know what it feels like though? It's a Showtime um, TV show, and it's on Sky Atlantic. For those who want to kind of seek it out, um, mm. but what it feels like to me is: have you heard that? Um, like Netflix do a lot of their commissioning on based on data and algorithms and stuff now. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, it feels yeah, yeah. a bit like that to me. It's got a bit of Stranger Things about it. It's got a girl in it. It looks a bit like Billie Eilish. It's got, um, it, it's got like a little bit of, um, yeah, just just buzzy time travel stuff. It's got loads of stuff. It's quite creepy. It's a horror horror in parts. It's yeah. got a bit of politics involved. Um, all the things that basically are of the zeitgeist when you stop to think about it at the moment. It's kind yeah. of covered essentially. I'm, I'm I'm trying to sort of uh, I'm trying to sort of think of in a similar sort of vein. I was watching a, a TV show uh, that had uh, James Nesbitt in it. Uh, it was on Netflix uh, quite recently, and I'm trying to sort of find down his. Oh God, he's got such. Who writes fucking? Who writes bloody um, James Nesbitt's uh, Wikipedia page in Almost 2000? It's James so Nesbitt. it's so comprehensive. Uh, yeah, he did a Netflix TV show that's all about murder. Uh, a, a fil- I think it's called Stay Close. Yes, I think it's called Stay okay. Close. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's it's top the streamers charts. Everyone's recommended it and stuff. And it's based on um, a person called Harlan Coben's novel Stay Close. Oh yeah, I know um, Harlan Coben is an author. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, Harley Quinn's seem, seemingly got like lots of um, books in development. It must be kind of like a, I don't know, it was a, I don't know who this uh, Corbin person is, but they've certainly got a lot of um, screenplays in the mix at the moment. But um, yeah, it's one of them, and and it, it struck me as being this quite creative, quite sort of um, uh, stylish drama thriller that was filmed by the director of EastEnders. It was like... <laughs> That's a dick. It had Eddie Izzard in it. It had no one else I know. Um, it, You know, there was some good performances from the actors and stuff, But and it was stylish, but it was... It looked like the actual filming budget had so little money in it. It was all based around a nightclub that was on a lodge in the middle of like I think it was like it felt like Stockport or um, or Blackpool or somewhere like that. Um, and I watched about six episodes of it, and I was like, "It's just this isn't good. This just isn't good." And then the next thing we watched was fucking Afterlife with Gervais. Oh yeah. Have you seen any of the new series? So I can before I don't know what you're going to say. So for our right. listeners, I don't know what you're going to say. So this has not been planned as ever. Mm. Uh, I will tell you a quick anecdote, uh, and then you can do your thing. Right. I see. I I watched and stuck with and actually quite enjoyed the first two seasons, despite right. myself. Yeah, and I'll tell you why very quickly. I thought a lot of the grittier scenes in it, like his relationship with his dad, who's got dementia, for example. Um, my dad doesn't have dementia, but I've I've got a direct experience of family members, close family members who have had it. Mm. I thought that was actually really well observed and really um, unalloyed. It was like it was it didn't kind of gloss over it in any way, and I really respected that. And I yeah. found some of it quite interesting. I found some of the characters quite interesting. I watched probably four minutes of the first episode of the new series and just turned it off. I just thought it was really poor. <laughs> I just couldn't stick with it. It's just. They've kind of like I mean, there's barely any humour any in it, in it anymore. It's just like one big fucking Hallmark greetings card. And I watched the first season, didn't watch the second one, but I don't know what happened in the second season. But they really thought, right, what's what's pulling? What's people talking about this series? They're not talking about it being funny. They're not talking about it being good. They're talking about it being. Um, uh, it's it, it, it. There's just a lot of like Instagram level mawkish. Um, sentimental, just bullshit in it, and I'm not. Mm. I'm a person who will go down that route a certain amount, but he is stealing a living with this fucking season. <laughs> he is absolutely stealing a living, bless you. Yeah, so I think I think the reviews of season three were mixed. I think from what I can mm. make out, and I, get- I, I, I I've I've heard. I don't know. I don't know either of. I don't know him or Merchant, but I've heard that. Um, Gervais always wanted to do really sentimental stuff, even when he's yeah, working with Merchant. Merchant's like sort of back from that. And... Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why you have at the end of The Office, for example, you know, the Dawn and, and Tim thing and all that kind of stuff. And then mm. when you take away Merchant, he goes and does that show Girls, which is just basically straight comedy. It's not mm. very good, but it's straight comedy. And then you have Gervais, who always has to have this sentimental thing over, and it's just becoming more and more sentimental as it goes on, right? Mm. And I, I just felt like the first four minutes of that show that series were basically quite unbelievable things happening like no, nothing's you have to suspend your disbelief anyway because nothing actually adds up in that show like they live in this beautiful town at a tiny almost like free sheet local newspaper which we all basically know don't exist anymore yeah. and they've got massive houses that they live in and it's a beautiful place like one of the nicest places I've ever seen and it's never explained how that happens and then 
for somehow, some reason, the newspaper can afford to send a reporter and a photographer to loads of people's houses to do stories, which basically only serve as a narrative plot line. Which people, those kind of, and the people they interviewed basically just don't exist in real life. And then on the way home from it, Ricky Gervais just calls a guy who's done a minor indiscretion in his car a cunt, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> but I mean, that's a lot of like kind of Kirby enthusiasm. Everyone's he's in a world full of nightmare people, and he's regarded as being the nightmare. But it's actually everyone else who's been a bit of a dick about stuff. Yeah, no, and, but I think, and, I've, and he takes the bit. Yeah, but I think the way that like so the way he is really massively influenced by Christopher Guest and Larry David and those kind of people. But I think the the reason Larry David's shows work is because he has a really keen sense of like what I would call like. It's stylized in a way, but it's also almost super realism. So he will find something about modern life, which is mad, and it'll be something like, you know, a dinner party where someone sits in the wrong seat. And most people will go, if you had a dinner party and someone sat in your seat, you would just go, all right, whatever, you know, just get on with it. But the, the, the difference between Larry David and, and, and other cantankerous men like us is that we've been conditioned by society to just let stuff go. Right. He <laughs> yes. won't let anything go, and that's the, and that's where the humour is, right? And it's I don't quite, think Gervais does do that. I think, I think Gervais makes with Afterlife. He's made a show that's so unrealistic that it's no longer possible to suspend your disbelief, and it's no longer possible to almost make excuses for the fact that it's just not very funny, right? Mm. I, I, it, Mark uh, Hens is there for me. He he um, he sort of uh, he'd clearly watched all of it, and he pointed out a scene, and I'd I'd not watched uh, much of it at all. And uh, good gravy! Um, there's a scene right at the end. No spoilers, really. Um, he's talking to that old lady who he um, that, that woman who's lost on the bench, and yeah. and uh, he says, and and I hadn't when we spoke about this on WrestleMania, I hadn't actually uh, seen this scene, but when it came to it, I went. I just turned to Sarah and went, fuck this show, <laughs> fuck it in right. my face. And we were on episode six, we are on the last show episode. Right, right, right. So I'd got that far, it's, t- it's stuff, something to watch when you, when you watch the fucking telly. And I like the dogs, I like the dog in it, yeah. I like watching dogs, doing stuff. Um, and, it, you know, there are bits that you... You love crust, mate. That was all right, <laughs> exactly, fucking exactly. everywhere they are. Um, and um, and uh, there were, you know, certain sections that made me smile, but I mean, this bit was just like, he sat on the bench with that lady and... Uh, He's sort of talking about his, his 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 deceased wife, and he sort of says like, you know, I hope I hope that um, I, I'm, I feel really bad that I didn't sort of tell her, I, I didn't sort of agree that there were angels and the afterlife and stuff like that. I feel like I let her down and stuff. And the woman goes, well, you see, there are angels, um, but they're not like angels with like wings and float around on clouds and stuff. Um, they're people who work for the NHS. All <laughs> oh, right, like, it's just like, so oh on the nose. It's just so on the nose, right? Yeah, my throat right, closed okay. up. Yeah, but the thing like, is, oh, Pete, you were no. the sort of person, and I mean this in a nice way, you were the sort of person who would fully agree and be on board with that message generally, right? Yeah. But, but it's so on the nose and mawkish that it just takes you out of it, right? I, I just think television nowadays thinks that they can get to that point where they can own uh, emotion and own sadness and own uh, all of these really complex, heavy emotions without actually making us care about the characters along the way. Like, yeah, yeah, without yeah. building that world that I believe in and, 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 and they don't earn it. They just think they can sort of go, nurses are good, aren't they? They're, yeah. uh, they're angels. And you sort of go, well, you've yeah. not earned that. Like, fine, yeah, yeah, I agree, but you're just it's just someone on Twitter going... 
Angels are good. Uh, NHS is good. Clap yeah. for the NHS. It's just this kind of tokenistic writing it's that I like just saying, like, I found difficult a, to watch. It's a bit like saying, you know, maybe, guys, the real journey was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, it's like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it drives me wild. But yeah, but, I, I do think I, w- I would say that you know, if we're going to be completely even-handed, I would say that like the way it explores loss and. Um, the despair of loss and yes. the grief and stuff is really, I mean, actually I've personally found really quite touching and that's what stuck me. That's what caused me to stick with it during season one and season two, because they're all very universal emotions, right? The old kind of idea that if you're going through hell, keep going. And the reason, part of the reason you will better get through it if you can, is because other people have that same thing. It's nothing, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a weird situation when you lose someone who's close to you because it's obviously feels like the worst thing in the world. But at the same time, you know, in your heart that, millions of other people are going through it or have gone through it and will go through it and that's kind of part of the human condition and exactly and i and i where i sort of see him having someone who's not not really lost a a huge amount of people who who are particularly close to me i would say you know as it stands but like so maybe i i'm not feeling that I, i sort of see him going back to the well of him you know watching the video every night watching his videos of his wife and stuff and and talking about the talking about his wife in the same way that he's talking about he's done that for every episode for 18 episodes now so i'm like well there's nothing new here he just seems to be going like he's just playing the hits for me but I've never gone through that, so I, so I sort of am in a situation where maybe that's exactly what it fucking feels like. It is endless and it is enduring, yeah. uh, and maybe that's exactly what why it speaks to people. So I'm well within, uh, well uh, up for believing that it's very, very much uh, my my issue rather than rather than the shows. Well, but you, you fuck say that, it's not like, necessarily so um, on the nose. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily just your issue because Stephen Merchant tweeted in the summer of 2020 in a reply to the film critic James King, who asked, what's your least favourite bit of movie shorthand? I'm thinking things like, character with a cough equals dead soon, uh, video posted to YouTube equals viral smash. Uh, Stephen Merchant replied <laughs> saying, watching old home movies of dead child or wife equals inability to move on. <laughs> That's strong. And that was just that after strong. Afterlife came out, I think, or the oh, second season anyway. So no, he's, a, he's, made his, uh, he's made his bed. Yeah. Won't be seeing them together again. <laughs> anyway, I, but I'll give I'll give you I'll give you a thumbs up though for the film Ready or Not, uh, available on Amazon. Uh, I rented it over the weekend and it was very good, like a proper eighties slasher, um, knives out kind of romp. What's it very called? Very fun. It's called uh, it's called Ready or Not. It's about right. a big game of hide and seek in a big. Uh, big uh, house uh, and there's an Australian woman who is the lead who looks exactly like the other Australian woman who is the lead in uh, things like um, who's Joker's girlfriend <laughs> that one that oh, woman. we're doing this fucking labyrinthine fucking maze of Pete's <laughs> synapses again who's Joker's girlfriend I've not seen Joker well who's the Joker's girlfriend like uh, not the, the newest Joker the the previous Joker the 30 seconds to, to Mars Joker <laughs> Oh, Jared Leto. Yeah, his girlfriend is uh, Harley Quinn. So whoever plays Harley Quinn. Oh, you mean... Um... Blonde, Aussie, good. Yeah, 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 I know who she yeah. is. She looks almost exactly like her, and she's also Aussie. <laughs> it's really confusing. That's weird. Yeah, difficult. It's, Margot you must Robbie, have you to mean, sort right? of, Margot Robbie, you must work really hard to sort of distance yourself from someone, but you can't distance yourself when you look almost exactly like them. Well, listen, anyone can distance yourself from your fucking brain. That's not difficult. <laughs> Is it? Come By the way, speaking, speaking very, very quickly before we go to a break, because we are over yeah. time, as we always are. 
Um, I <laughs> speaking of that, I take it it's like a hide and seek type movie where people fucking die, right? Pretty much. Okay, fine. So um, it always really reminds me, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but no one listening has ever come forward to a corroborate it, let alone b find me the footage. That I am pretty sure that um, when the movie Saw came out, um, which was when probably about two thousand four, yeah, right, they had an advert for obviously had the cinematic release and they had the advert for the DVD release, right? Mm. And, the, and and it was back when Pete, remember that guy with the really deep voice used to do the trailers in a world that guy Red yeah. Pepper. They don't do that anymore, but they used to. Yeah. He was doing the DVD release advert voiceover, yeah, and it was it just said Saw fucking. In the world, years, yeah, the years, the year's <laughs> most frightening movie, and then and then at the end, yeah. it was it was an advert for the DVD product. At the end, Jigsaw came out, and um, it was a clip from Jigsaw, the bad guy, saying there will be blood, and the voiceover <laughs> and the voiceover just went, and there will be DVD extras, and it was the weirdest thing ever happened in TV adverts and I wish I could find it I must have searched for it on YouTube so many times I can never find it it was absolutely ridiculous I have no idea why it was ever signed off I do uh, I do miss DVD extras they, they, they were a lot of fun but a, a complete waste of time for everyone involved the Wi-Fi I have access to still quite regularly watches the Lord of the Rings DVD extras Right, what's on there just kind of interviews kind of like press kits and stuff EPKs Ev- yeah everything you can imagine right. everything just think of anything to do with Lord of the Rings that's on that DVD extra. <laughs> yeah, an interview with Ian McKellen having a shit. Yep. You know, the history of New Zealand as a country. Yep. The Eye of um, Sauron blinking for three hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's confusing. Exactly. Anyway, let's have a break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll probably squeeze some battery brands in and uh, we may even get a chance to get to an email. Otherwise, it might be the world's weirdest second half of the show. Um, <laughs> stick around. We'll be back just after this. Cool. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clash of the Titles is the podcast where two movies with something in common go head-to-head in a fight to the death as we decide which film does it better. And for the whole of January and February, we're taking film suggestions from you, our listeners. But he said to me, I was putting on, because we've done the social network, and he's like, why are you doing all these good films? <laughs> and I said, oh, well, you know. And then I had to admit that every, other people pick them not. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Join me, Alex Zane, with Chris Tilly and Vicky Crompton every Monday and Thursday. Search Clash of the Titles wherever you get your pods. I tell you what, if you want to take care of your eye of Sauron, don't eat an entire <laughs> half jar of jalapeno jam, which is what I did yesterday, and I'm feeling a little <coughs> bit rough for it, to be quite frank. Awful. Uh, this is the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore, and we're doing some battery brands. What? If you found a battery in a bit of consumer electronica, maybe it's your kid's lightsaber, maybe it's your wife's adult toy, uh, open it up, find Where's out what battery's in there, from? and let us know about it. Why'd you say it like that? Like the guy who does the DVD extras bit in the advert? In a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I've had COVID, Luke. I'm, I'm, uh, my vo- my voiceover has never sounded better. <laughs> you do, your voice does actually sound quite good today. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, do you think that is, is it a well-known kind of euphemism? The eye of Sauron being the bumhole is that like a well-known? I'd, thing? I'd felt like it. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the Lord of. The, I think I watched the first one. Uh, didn't didn't bother with the rest. And the tree started walking. I was like, I think I'll, it's same same as Harry Potter. It's just like this isn't me. Um, I'm going to watch Fast and the Furious instead. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we should. I think we should really at least get listeners to start getting some kind of campaign together for you to watch the Lord of the Rings movies. You've got to oh, get to the, no, you've got I time to watch. Time to do if you've anything. got time to watch to watch all of Afterlife, you could probably get just under one Lord of the Rings movie yeah. in that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to have a very long dinner to get that yeah, done in that exactly, time. Yeah, Lordy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, battery brands. Luke, have you got the old uh, email uh, box yeah, open? Yeah, I'll search. You, you, you read, I'll search. All right, then. Uh, this battery comes from Brian. Thank you, Brian. Hello, Luke and Pete. I live in Lebanon, which, if you're unaware, is going through one of the worst economic crises since the 19th century. Uh, as a, re- a result of the collapse, uh, cheaper and more obscure brands have begun to replace international name brand products. One, albeit grim, advantage of this is the plethora of uh, different battery brands population uh, populating uh, supermarket shelves. Brian, this is this email started so depressingly, but thank you for, uh, yeah. for, for, for you know making the most of a, a terrible situation. I present to you uh, both two of these brands. I hope they pass your judgment and are worthy of being entered into the game. Hope, hope all is uh, well with you both. All the best, Brian. He's coming with King Ever Extra Heavy Duty Double A's and also uh, Super Heavy Duty A's. King Ever is spelt as you'd imagine and yeah. Ossel is O-S-E-L. Super Heavy okay. Duty Double A's. So King Ever, I'm afraid, is not oh, a new player. because Brian, um, sorry mate. Mark sent those in on the 14th of November 2017. And Jonathan Croft, hello to you, Jonathan, sent those in on the 19th of January 2018. Right. So they go way back, King Evers. 
Ocel yeah. Super Heavy Duty. Let's have a look. Um, who's the emailer again? Brian. Uh, the emailer is Brian. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Um, you do though have oh. a new player with your Ocel Heavy Duties. Congratulations to you. I can see the photo. The double A's all above board. They've not been sent in before, so you've got a new player there. One out of two isn't bad, Brian. Congratulations to you. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Good stuff. Uh, Brett from Leeds uh, comes in with a Sun Padau Triple A and an Agfa Photo Double A. We must have been sent Agfa Photos because they were a big uh, a camera brand uh, or, or certainly camera technology brand. Uh, I love you both, says uh, Brett from Leeds. Across your various pods, but especially laps, still gutted Horses Can't Vomit was removed from your back catalogue. Uh, I assume yours fuckers at Petter got Do you. We, did we, we didn't did remove we that. Delete, did we? we haven't deleted anything. We yeah, haven't deleted it, Brett. Have another look, mate. We've never deleted a single show. We'll get, we bloody we'll should get, have done, though. We'll get producer Rory to, uh, to look have into look. that. I've never heard of that Sun, being removed. Sun Padau, Triple A's, and Agfa Photo, Double A's. We, we go through the emails every week. It's sort of uh, um, neither me or Luke can remember what emails we've done, what emails <laughs> yeah. we haven't done, because we've got rather busy weeks. And so th- the idea that we would ever pull a show in, in, like after the event, no. <laughs> we, as soon as this is recorded, we forget about it. And well, God unless bless we've got, so, we, unless we got a, a credible legal threat. Yeah, which, which hasn't I mean, happened. Yeah. Um, some Padau from Brett. Uh, they are new players. Fucking hell! Oh, this is a great mate, show for new more players. More new players, cracking uh, stuff. Agfa, Agfa photo. Did you say Agfa photo? We must have had Agfa photo. Surely they were um, so big. Yeah, back we've, in had the Agfa, 90s, we've had Agfa so. a few times. They're not yeah. new. Some okay. Padau are though. Congratulations to you, Brett. Well done, mate. There we go. Uh, if you want to know a bit of information about Agfa Photo, is a European photographic company formed in 2004 when Agfa Gewert sold their consumer imaging division. Uh, right, let's move on to not prices. To be, let's not moved on because I'd like to make a joke as well. Okay, um, sorry. Not to. It's <laughs> okay. Not to be confused with a popular writer of crime fiction, which was of course. Agfa Christie. Agfa Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Lackey has got... Wow, I'm, this has got to be a new player. While searching for a lighter to get the pellet-burning stove going at my family's beach cabin in Pacific City, Oregon, look at you, Bryce. Uh, I stumbled across these beauties. Somehow, French, made in China by a company in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, they're called Poussons Billet. Double A. Uh, triple A. Poussons? Poussons? P-U-I-S-S-A-N-C-E. Poussons? Pilet or pile? Triple A. This is very confusing. Who's the name of the It is very confusing. Bryce. It's Bryce in Portland. I think Bryce has got in touch before. Yeah, I think he has. I am pretty sure these are a new player. I'm pretty sure. got to be. I think they are, yeah. I'm going to say yes. We've had a couple of emails come up in the in the search folder but neither of them contain the word puissance or a photo of the batteries to boot so we are going to officially declare those a new player it's a triple a sent in it's a blue and silver effort um yeah. very very strange never seen anything like it before in my life congratulations Beautiful. to you bryce and uh thank you for your latest missive and congratulations again on being called bryce great name you don't hear Indeed. it very often if you look, if you uh, type in Poussons Pilet into uh, Google, the first thing that's suggested is Poussons Pilet uh, Combustible. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> no. Do Hopefully not combustible not. your Poussons Pilet or Pil. Uh, good. That was fun, that. Uh, one of well the most done. fun battery brand sections uh, in the world. Um, we've got a message. We've had this before. 
it, we may as well uh, treat uh, we may as well uh, treat you with this again, uh, Lukey Miller. Chris okay. Hall has got in touch with a, a Luke lookalike, a lookalike. Uh, oh, yeah. Peter always people are always saying that uh, people look like Pete. Well, a few members of the Luke and Pete Show community have also found uh, some lookalikes for Luke. That's not what uh, who came in with this one. Oh, Chris Hall came in with uh, Luke looking like the bassist from Mumford and Son. Ted Dwayne. We've had this before, though, Luke. You did for a little period of time look very much like the man, but you both tied up your act a little bit. Well, if we've both tied it up our act, surely we would still look the same. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at him now. Um, yeah, yeah look, I can see why people think that. I curly mean, boys. Little blonde curly what... boys. What's happened to... Now Mumford and Sons jettisoned that one who loved John Peterson more than money. Um, yeah, well, you, now tell me about that story, him. though. That's a really good way of putting it, but can you just put a bit of meat on those bones? He um, loves... Uh, right-wing reactionary books by people like John Peterson. He invited John Peterson to the... It was the guitarist at Mumford and Sons, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves um, a certain kind of book and a certain kind of way of thinking, it seems. It appears from the, outs- from the outside. And he... Uh, I remember seeing a picture of John Peterson in the recording studio with, um, with Mumford and Sons. Now, you know, where at one point... Some may argue that John Peterson uh, is a you know free thinking uh, in, in you know uh, intelligent person. Uh, he he's he's very uh, problematic. He is. He's he's, he's he's a dick, right? He's a dick. <laughs> and so and so um, uh, and 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 I don't understand how he gets so many free passes and so much kind of exposure because he's a dick. Um, but he does. And uh, the guy from Mother and Sons really bummed him and bummed a few other. Like started tweeting about certain books that he's been enjoying and stuff, and it's all okay, very yeah. kind of like I'm not I'm not going to get into exactly what it is because I can't really remember. But at the time, it was like, what the fuck is the, what's he been? Has he been radicalized or something? What's going on? So Mumford and Sons, being a very sort of uh, you know uh, Marcus Mumford, uh, I've had a few chats with him. Seems like an all right chap, quite a funny guy. Um, so you, said, you intimated like, that you said to Marcus, you're going to have to get rid of this fella. You're going to get rid of him, mate. He is embarrassing you. I, I just <laughs> looked up. I just looked him up. He's called Winston as well. Winston, as um, is. Just just looked him up, and um, he he did genuinely. It's according to his Wikipedia page. Leave. Mumford and Sons to quote explore his interest in free speech without involving his bandmates. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's just which funny has got to that... be the most euphemistic thing ever. And he's also apparently tried his hand at stand-up comedy. This to me sounds like a breakdown. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's a midlife crisis. We've all had him. We've all had him again. I'm sure he's been uh, on YouTube. Are... He's had <laughs> a few days immune. off. He's had a few days off after COVID. Yeah, uh, and because Mumford and Sons couldn't tour for a year, and and this is what happens. He's been in his bedroom too much. He needs Posting to go outside and play with the bigger boys. Comments on Jordan Peterson videos. <laughs> <laughs> so now. yeah, he's uh, he left because he likes um, spicy books. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get not, uh, not to be confused with spicy food and yeah. the Eye of Sauron, which you like? What um, yeah. listen? One man's jalapeno chili jam is another man's. Uh, <laughs> Feisty John, comment on a YouTube video. What, uh, how do we get talking about that anyway? I can't even remember. Oh, that's uh, you look one like of them the looks like me. Of, yeah. Thanks shall for the observation, with, Chris. Shall we wrap up with uh, that one? And uh, yeah. maybe there'll be some other lookalikes coming down the pipe, the lookalike pipe. How does it feel to be on the, on the other end of a lookalike for once? I don't know. I feel. Yeah, I feel. It, 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 is it like staring at the abyss? The abyss stares back or something? You know, I yeah. feel like it. Bit of niche. I feel like you know, if you point a finger or something, two point at you or something like that. I feel like there's 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 my reckoning coming. I'm not comfortable with it. Should I don't we go? like it. Sick it. Should we go? Shall we go? I think <laughs> it. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. 
Yeah. I found one. I found a lookalike. Yeah, let's get out of here. This is the Looking Page Show. We'll be back on Monday for more of this have, shite. Have we slagged a lot of people off today? I think we have, haven't we? Yep. All right, see you Monday. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.